You are listening to the new Jitsu podcast. It's Monday, August the 10th, 2020, 91 degrees here in beautiful Virginia, somehow overcast and still hot as it can be. It's 1.25 p.m. and I just got done with session one of a massive block of training that I'm going to execute this week. I'm very excited. It's uh, starting off great. I took a week off work. It's been a while since I've had just five straight days of not worrying about doing any emails or training or pretending to get stuff accomplished during this whole half telework, half at the office COVID nonsense. But uh, I decided to take the week off. And uh, fortunately for my level of boredom and anxiety, there are noon classes at my school on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. So, got up this morning, I went to the gym, and did my typical Monday upper body work, chest and tries, and then went over to the school and had a one-hour basics class that ended with about 10 minutes of sparring. It was a lot of fun. Today we worked on uh, a Kimura attack from bottom position and half guard, and... The cool thing about it is, for me, it's easy to achieve this position because I get into half guard a lot because I'm reckless when I try to pass. So I either end up in top position on half guard uh, trying to get to side control or I end up in bottom position on half guard trying to fight my way out of getting into side control. And so this attack is uh, was really welcome for me. I really like having this in my, in my uh, repertoire now. But anyway... Uh, I felt really encouraged. This class was uh, super small. Noon class probably only had six, uh, six or seven people in it. And so there was a lot of time and attention paid to uh, everybody's technique and what you were getting, what you weren't getting, what you were struggling with, and why you were struggling with it. It was nice. It was, uh, you know, it was a really good class. During sparring, uh, I felt very encouraged because even though I didn't succeed on any of my attempts to uh, sweep, pass, or submit, uh, from top position and half guard on anybody in about four different attempts. I did uh, last about three times as long and maintained control way better than I ever have in that drill. So the first time I ever did that, I think I got, uh, I think I lasted an average of about 10 seconds before the drill ended, before I, my, my turn ended. And I was either swept or passed or submitted. This time, I think I was in with the black belt instructor for about 45 seconds to a minute each round and against uh one of my one of my blue belt friends there i lasted a good uh two to three minutes each time so it was really it was really encouraging and i feel like that's that's kind of the the purpose of this um this surge training week i think that's really why i'm doing this i i've been craving more training i've been craving more time on the mats and it's not as though I haven't gotten enough training to make me uh, have the resources to be better than I am. Uh, and it's not that I haven't tried. It's just that some things aren't clicking yet. And my, my speed of adaptation to learning new things and applying them quickly, muscle memory is just not there yet. So the more time I spend on mats, the, the better it'll get. And having only spent about 60 hours of mat time, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm coming along. 
So uh, that little goal there, that, that, that little um, measurable improvement of lasting much longer and making a lot more progress in Sweet Pass Submit uh, is, is a telling thing for me. That means that I am really actually improving in a measurable manner. So, uh, you know, I was very happy to I was very happy to have that milestone today. So already, this week of surge training is is worth it. Um, also gives me a chance to kind of divide my thoughts up for the day. I feel really good. You know, I'm a little bit tired. I've been uh, I've been I've been working out since I've been training since 10 o'clock this morning. So you know, it's been about three and a half hours of solid movement exercise, resistance training, cardio drilling and, and sparring. So I'm already, I'm already a little bit tired, but I don't have anything else to do for the rest of the day besides study some Portuguese, study some Spanish, chill, eat a little bit, drink a little bit, get ready for uh, basics and marathon roll tonight. Um, you know, I think the, uh, I think this week of, of extra training sessions is not only going to be really fun, really enjoyable to get more mat time. It's also going to be uh, a good placeholder for me. I think it's going to be a good stepping stone into um, that feeling of really wanting to belong on the mats. It's not just about, well, if I keep going, eventually it's going to click. If I keep going, one day I'm going to get it, you know, and I get a little bit better here and I get a little bit better there. And if I, you know, after I've been on the mats for about two years, maybe I'll get my first stripe. Uh, that, okay, maybe. But that's not really the that's not really the timeline I want to live by. I want to I want to spend as much time as I can on mats. Right now I have time to spend on the mats, so I'm going to spend it. And that to me is a that's a very telling thing because my normal vacation time, my normal taking time off work time is spent sleeping in, smoking cigars, watching TV, watching Twitch, watching YouTube, going to the, and of course I go to the gym. But I really just laze around and relax. And this time I specifically took off work because I wanted to spend more time on the mats. Uh, so that is, that is extremely telling. Um, I feel encouraged. Uh, I also like experiencing new, new trainers. So if you have the opportunity, if you, if you're in your school, if you're taking classes with the same instructor, uh, but you have another instructor that maybe teaches the no-gi class, or you have another class time, another time slot during the week where you can go take a class and it's taught by a different instructor, do it. Check out other instructors, see how they teach. Uh, you may find that, you know, they, they do something or explain something or demonstrate something in a way that really resonates with you and really helps the, the muscle memory click, really helps the, you know, the, the steps or the memory work, whatever it is that you do to apply um, memorization to techniques. You know, maybe you'll find that other instructors, that, that, that little change of pace uh, does something good for you. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're better uh, or worse than the instructor you're with, but maybe just that that difference, that change of pace, uh, will resonate differently with you. Um, I found that having gone to visit this instructor that teaches the lunch class, uh, he also teaches the nogi class. I'd gone to nogi back before the COVID break, and I was going a few times. You know, I was going several times a month, but I wasn't really enjoying nogi because I was getting very confused. Uh, by a lot of things, like we would do a lot of leg attacks, which in regular gi class I'm not allowed to really do because of my, my you know, status as a white belt. 
can't really do leg attacks. I'm not allowed to do them, and people aren't supposed to do them with me. Um, but in Nogi, there's just tons and tons of ankle and, and heel and knee attacks. So it was it was really kind of like filling up some space with some muscle memory that I didn't need yet. Uh, also, sweeps are different, grips are different, attacks are different. Uh, everything's a little bit different, and I was finding that I was I was getting very confused. I was getting very lost. It was almost like the information was was conflicting. Not necessarily not conflicting. I don't mean that. Like one was teaching me something wrong. I mean like uh, they were clashing in my head, and, and neither one of them would stick. They just kind of canceling each other out. So I just stuck with regular gi class, and uh, I just kind of wrote off that instructor and said, yeah, I mean, I'm not really going to work with him because he teaches no gi class, and I'm not really interested in that right now. But then I went and took a gi class with him today, and it was like, wow, this guy knows exactly why I'm, I'm having trouble with this, and he knows exactly how to, how to fix this. So it was very worthwhile. Um, I guess the, the lesson I'll take away from this is to continue getting as much time on the mats as I can and I'm always going to come away with, with something positive. I think that's probably going to wrap up this segment. I, I'm going to come back tonight after basics and uh, marathon roll in the evening time slot. I'm going to come back tonight and, and capture my thoughts and mood and reaction and all that. But uh, I imagine we're going to be doing more attacks from closed guard. Uh, we're working on that transition from trapping the arm and going for the cross choke to the triangle to the arm bar. Uh, I imagine that's where we're going to start tonight. Um, and then a marathon roll, I have to keep trying to pass. Just keep trying to pass and improve the position. And don't fall flat on my back. And don't fall flat on my feet. And don't lose my posture. And break grips and everything else that I'm supposed to do. It's kind of funny how a purple belt or a brown belt or a black belt will tie you up into every known position and then tell you to escape. And then they know exactly how you're going to try and escape and they'll block you there and they'll keep telling you to escape. It's just, it's endlessly frustrating. I think it's fun for them. Like that's the only way they can have fun anymore because they have no joy in their life because they've spent so much time just doing jujitsu. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it tonight. Should be a good time. Yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Remember this, I'm in a good mood. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling encouraged. If I come back tonight and I sound uh, horrendously defeated and exhausted, I'm going to have to think back on this and say, you know what? It was a good day overall. I had a good lunch class. I was ready for the evening class. And, uh, yeah. We will be back. It's segment two. Just got done with basics class evening, basics class on Monday the 10th, and marathon roll for Monday the 10th. And it's time to remind myself that today was a good training day, that I had a good noon class, and that I had a good basics class, even if marathon roll did not go exactly how I would have hoped, still did okay. In basics, we were still working on closed guard attacks. Instead of trying to pop the arm over and lock it and go for the cross choke, this time we were moving the arm across the body, grab the armpit, drag the 
drag the top person down and then shrimp around so that you get the back and then establish a better back position from there with the seat belt grip. It was a good drill. Good drill. I had a good partner. Uh, a little bit bigger than me, so it was good to uh, work with somebody that size. And uh, yeah, good turnout. Marathon roll, we had a bunch of people, so there was uh, like half on, half off, alternating each round. And for the first round, I uh, actually did really well. I didn't get any good uh, attacks in, but I did defend to a complete stalemate. No taps, no resets, no nothing like that. No bad positions. Uh, it was good. Really good. Second round, got tapped to two stupid things because I wasn't really paying attention. And I kept reaching like an idiot, so I got to work on that. Third round, good defense again. Fourth round, good defense again. Fifth round, good defense again. I still didn't... I passed a few times, but I didn't get any, like, uh, really good, you know, inroads to anything. But there's a progression there, right? First marathon roll, you're tapped to everything, and you can't even go five rounds. Second marathon roll, you can go a little bit longer and you still get tapped everything. So on and so on. This marathon roll, I went as long as I could and uh, I've been doing that for a while now and that, that's that's a good milestone, but I went as long as I could and, and I played really good defense. So as my one of my training partners said to me, my mistakes are getting smaller. And that's a really good milestone. That's a uh, that's a good place to be, I think. I did still allow myself to get frustrated at the end, and that's where I'm disappointed. I got frustrated. I started just bullying, bullying around, trying to overpower a position, and, and it caught the attention of one of the instructors who came over and, and thoroughly let me have it for that one. Uh, I got to get better about that crap because my temper gets me in a bad place. It just gets me really overzealous to to attack, and I hate it, and it gets me frustrated, and I hate it, and it gets me in a position where I can't succeed at anything, and that's even worse. Uh, and I and what's the, probably the worst part of it is that I know I'm doing it when I'm doing it. And so the best thing is when you catch it, just take a step back, take a breather, control your temper, control those emotions. Don't get frustrated. Just just do better. And uh, yeah, it sure didn't feel good to get, it sure didn't feel good to get the, uh, the after hours talking to from an instructor. And that was definitely, a, it was definitely a strong reminder to you know, quit screwing around. But overall, it was good. Uh, all my all my training partners were, you know, very very energetic, and uh, they did not go very easy. And you know, it, it felt good. A really interesting point came up tonight. Part of why I get frustrated. One of my one of my classmates, who's a purple belt, who's getting into weightlifting with us. She. Uh, she hit the nail on the head. She, she said, you know, I don't know much about weightlifting, but I think it's easy to get frustrated in jiu-jitsu because there's no clear progression that marks your improvements in jiu-jitsu. And uh, 
you know, it was very insightful because that's exactly what the problem is for me. In the gym, I know if I if I bench 315 this week and I bench 320 next week, there's a clear progression of improvement. But in jiu-jitsu, I can do a little bit better. I can do a little bit better. I can do a little bit better. Other people notice for sure. And as long as you're not cynical and believing that people are just telling you, hey, you know, you're doing a great job because they they want to encourage you to keep coming back so they keep having training partners. Uh, if you really believe them, you know, your partners see it. Your partners, it's if you haven't been going very long, it's fresh on their mind when you just started out. You've been going for two years or less. I mean, it's fresh on their minds when you started coming to class and they remember when you couldn't even like shrimp properly, but now you're actually attacking arm bars and, and kimuras and triangles and they've seen that progression and they've seen that that improvement even though you can't see it um probably a better analogy for me is progress pictures it's it's one of those things where my 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 wife sees the difference in the shape size and consistency of my body but i've been looking at the same fat pale hairy guy in the mirror for so many years that all I see is that fat, pale, hairy guy. But she sees somebody completely transformed from the man she married, you know, four years ago. And she sees somebody with a very different body composition and a very different shape who's wearing smaller clothes and eating better and able to be more active when we go on vacation and all these things. She she can see it clearly, just like a training partner. We look so often at ourselves, it's hard to see incremental changes uh, unless you're taking progress pictures. You know, it's hard to see those incremental changes. Um, It's just, it's one of those things where you you do develop a sense of, I don't know if it's body, probably not body dysmorphia. That's, That's a very serious, debilitating psychological, psychological condition, but it's it could be akin to that or just pattern recognition or your mind fills in the rest you know if you look at if you look at carpet and you see shapes in the carpet you're probably going to find faces your your mind is probably going to connect the shapes and deliver faces to you um because it's filling in the gaps for pattern recognition and you're a pattern seeking creature that's how we are who we are. That's how humans are, you know, good hunters and, and good at figuring things out, interested in puzzles and like looking at patterns. It's because we're pattern seekers. But uh, when, when I look at myself, I've been seeing the same person for 37 years and the size that I am, the, the shape that I am, this sort of, uh, you know, bell shape with sort of bell-shaped torso has been my size since 2000. So, you know, I'm really seeing the same person for the last 20 years. It's hard to, it's hard to notice, hey, now I have two visible abdominal muscles and hey, my arms are significantly bigger than they ever used to be. And hey, my shoulders are much more defined and my pecs are much flatter and, and pronounced and my thighs have visible 
creases in the rectus femoris and the vastus medialis and the vastus lateralis. It doesn't just look like a, a big lump of leg. You know, it's it's easy to pick those things out if I'm looking for them. But you know, when I just look in the mirror, I see that same, I see that same shape that I've been looking at for 20 years, even though it's not the same. Even though I know, getting on the scale, it's significantly different. Uh, my heaviest, I was 330 pounds, and now I'm 245 pounds. So I know there's there's a lot less of me than there was, but when I look at myself, it's just, it's the same picture. And I feel like if I'm not careful, my jujitsu is going to be that way. Uh, I have, you know, I've now put in like 65 hours. It's, it's just so little. I haven't even scratched the surface. I still know barely any techniques and I'm getting frustrated because I'm not like performing as well as I think I should in marathon role, and that's just stupid. That's foolish of me. That's a stupid thing to get mad about because I'm miles ahead of where I was in, in January, February, when I first started going to marathon role. Miles ahead. And there's even, you know, there's even times where I feel confident going against certain people because I know, yeah, I know I, I know how to pass this person. I know if I get into a deep half, I can cut them off and... and stretch them out and get free and get side control and maintain enough pressure that they're going to spend all their energy trying to fight me off. I know there's people like that. And I'm even picking out with other people. Like I, you know, I have to be careful because he likes a spider grip and I have to be careful with him because he's very quick at getting his, his lassos in. And, you know, those are the things I'm looking out for. But then there's the funny thing is every time I cross a barrier, every time I defeat an obstacle, every time I progress some, there's always some new thing it comes along and, and frustrates me brand new. Like tonight, one of my training partners, you know, a very good friend of mine, was sitting at the wall taking taking his mandatory break because of the, the crowd size. And he was shouting techniques at me and he was shouting instructions at me. And it it made me so angry to just hear that distraction. And then I, I got thinking about it, you know, like this is how tournaments go, this is how competitions go. This is how your coach talks to you when you're on the mat. And if this makes me mad in a classroom setting, how, how am I going to do in a tournament when I have a coach telling me all the angles that he can see that I can't see? And it made me so angry. And then I wasn't able to accomplish what I what I wanted to do. And of course, the person I'm rolling with is hearing the same instructions. And so he's immediately trying to defend those positions. And it was just, an, uh, uh, it was just a, a, a repeating act of thrusting my head against a wall. And for that last two minutes, it, it made me incensed. And uh, that was, you know, I lost my cool for a split second. Not as not as bad as I had before. I lost my cool for a second, but then quickly got a talking to from one of the instructors. And that, that just put me right in my place. Um, just when you think you have a leg up, jujitsu will humble you. And that's a, that's a good thing. In... Um, you know, in, in Kung Fu, when I would spar with my with my partners, there were times when they would get good strikes in on me. And rather than learn from that, I would get, uh, I would want retribution, I guess. I wasn't trying to hurt my training partners, but I knew if they continued attacking those openings that I would, I would lose. They would defeat me they would eventually get a good enough opening that they would overpower me and beat me 
So I had to strike back decisively. And I've, I've always had this sort of asymmetric sense of, of um, attack and defend. And it doesn't work in jiu-jitsu because in, in Kung Fu and in Taekwondo, well, Taekwondo was point sparring, so it was, it was much different. But in Kung Fu, when we were actually contact sparring for, for a win, man, I could, I could, you know, lure them into a position and just strike hard enough that they would not want to continue the fight or it would knock them completely off balance and I would pounce. And, and when I was that heavy, a, you know, 300 pound, a 300 pound person doing, you know, a 300 pound monkey stylist jumping on your chest and, and pounding on your, pounding on your sternum, that will end a fight quickly. You, you tap quickly to that, but it was never because I, it was never actually because I set up a start and a mid game that led me to an opening for that end game. It was always because someone hit me in the right place because I was lazily defending myself and it frustrated me. And I took an opportunity to strike back harder and faster uh, to get an upper hand. And I can't keep living like that. That is a, a road to endless frustration as I learned tonight, because sometimes your partner's defenses are just so much better than your relentless assault. And that's, that's my lesson for the night. Today is an extremely fruitful, fruitful training day. I learned, I learned a few techniques. I had a very productive and positive marathon role, and I need to be much more in control of my, my feelings my emotions, my temper, my, my frustration, and stop thinking like that 300-pound monkey stylist and start thinking like a chess player who is setting up a beginning, setting up a mid-game, and setting up an end-game, and striking when I have the opportunity, and taking advantage of openings, and winning positions incrementally, not through one very quick, fast, um, unstructured, uncontrolled uh, assault. And now I've made it back to my home. I'm looking for a parking space, but I feel like this is moot at this point. And if I think too hard about it, I'll, I'll just start frustrating myself again. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm really enjoying chronicling this experience. I have a lot of great friends and a lot of great teachers at my school, and uh, there's never a time that I walk away from that place disappointed that I went there. Uh, and that, to me, is is worth all the time that I could ever spend uh, studying jiu-jitsu. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful week of training. I hope you have a wonderful night. I hope you get plenty of rest. I hope you feel good. I hope you have happy days ahead, and hope you tune in Friday for the next episode of the Noob Jitsu Podcast. I'm Rob, a 37-year-old, overzealous, overfed, over-inflated ego, man-child, white belt attempting to navigate the tumultuous waters of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and... 
Thanks for joining me. Good night.